0: hello everybody and welcome to the damn truth I am your host Steve Dam get it damn truth Steve Dam it uh that's that's that that that's that's where you're at that's what you're listening to uh anyway thanks for joining uh this is where I tell you some stories and uh, the last few have been well the last couple have been Three-part stories. Uh, this is just a one-and-done. Uh, this is a story that uh, I wrote back in two thousand fifteen, uh, and uh, it concerns it fitness and uh, getting getting buff, getting getting ripped. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's about my experience with uh, the Les Mills uh, Body Pump brand of. Exercise. And uh, this is it. This story is called Body Pump. I wiggled for my wife. It was a silly, playful wiggle I did as I was about to get in the shower. So my shirt was off and I was using my body in what I believed was a humorous manner. It certainly wasn't meant to entice my wife in any type of arousing way. And understand, my tummy is not what you would describe as traditionally handsome. I believe when moved seductively, not seductive at current size or weight, okay, my belly can be pretty funny. It is, too. It is sitcom funny. My wife doesn't like sitcoms. And rule numero uno in comedy is know your audience. That little joke was very not what Wendy likes. Specifically, it reminds her of the unfortunate state of my body's shape that leads her to question my health. Then she extrapolates the date of my death and is unsatisfied with the idea that today's date and my dying day are too close together. But Wendy, she is a woman of action. She believes that she controls our fate and she immediately takes action. So, what happens in less than five seconds, as I am shimmying my imperfect frame between curtain and shower, is this. Hey, Wendy! I called out to her playfully, and uh, while simultaneously pumping my arms around my chubby torso, whoop, whoop, whoop! Wendy glances at me, and her eyes wince a little. Like eyes do when they come upon something too shiny to perceive or visually unpleasant. You're doing body pump with me today. Damn it. Now, don't get me wrong. I have been going to the gym, okay, exercising. I had been seeing my trainer regularly, and there had been solid results. My trainer, Danny, explained to me that the people you see every day have a much harder time seeing the uh, progress you make than a person who sees you only rarely or even, you know, every few months. I have received such praise about my physique taking positive shape. From qualified individuals, no less, my friend Erica an extremely knowledgeable personal trainer who also happens to have better jump rope skills than you have ever, ever seen, specifically remarked favorably at certain positive changes in my musculature. We all acknowledge that my stomach requires extensive work. She didn't focus on that. She thought my arms, chest, and shoulders had much more definition than before. I trust her. She's a professional. So, I have been exercising. I had been going to the gym. I had been improving. So, do do you sense that there's going to be a big butt coming here? I do. But, my belly weight drew too much attention to the wrong centers of my wife's brain. Straight past the ha-ha centers and right to the he's going to die centers. The verdict had come down. I was going to do this dreaded body pump class. It was a class that I had successfully avoided for over 10 years. The reasons were simply that I thought it would be a tough class and I couldn't hack it. Avoiding that class had nothing to do with the idea that group exercise classes are seen by some as feminine or girly. Let me squash that idea right now. I did some aerobics and dabbled in jazzercise in college and it was vigorous. I have no prejudices against this type of exercising. I just know that I don't want to do it for many reasons. For those not familiar with the Les Mills branded workout classes, they are popular at gyms and health clubs around the country. The class I will be focused on right now in this story uh, is a high-intensity, high-rep, hour-long program utilizing specialized free weights that have all been labeled with weight amounts far less than what they end up weighing. I don't fully understand how the program works, but I can tell you that the weights are made out of a material that manipulates gravity over the course of the 60-minute class. This means even the smallest weighted donut becomes almost unliftable by the end of the class. It's remarkable, really. Wendy's been doing a version of this class for over 10 years it works. It produces visible results quicker than an 80s movie montage where a down and out character quickly gets into shape over the music provided by the film director's cousin's rock band. So ridiculously fast. Body pump is the only activity that I have seen my wife do that comes anywhere close to defeating her. You may point out, that my wife birthed our son naturally and that was probably harder. I would disagree. My wife was rather jovial after giving birth. She can run miles without even realizing she has. Her endurance is staggering. Body pump consistently hits Wendy hard. That is what scared me most. Standing there in the shower, I began to panic a little. How would my sad little frame handle that class? I need a plan, I need a plan, I need a plan. You need a plan for what, Wendy asked outside the door. You aren't getting out of this. I know, I said, crestfallen. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hurry up, Wendy said. Walking through the parking lot at the gym, I felt as though my eyes were taking in everything in slow motion. Was this to be my final hour? My brain seemed to be making all the preparations. I could feel whole systems in my body shifting and in disarray. My circulatory system began to pump in preparation for me to flee the situation and not do the class. My nervous system, on the other hand, felt like it was just plain shutting down. I felt numb and my respiratory system switched to manual and I had to think about every breath. I signed in at the gym and picked up a small towel to clean up the inevitable vomit I would spew just before dropping dead on the polished parquet floor of the exercise studio. A quick fantasy flew through my mind, imagining the scene of me dropping dead of self imposed overexertion. Wouldn't Wendy feel awful if I just keeled over in class from a massive brain hemorrhage? She would. She would try to revive me with CPR, but that would just break my ribs and hurt me more. She would be told that I died of a brain hemorrhage and not the heart attack she so wrongly assumed I was having. She'd think I had a heart attack and then be shamed by the coroner's report that my heart was probably the healthiest he had ever seen. Wow, was he a drummer? The coroner would ask my wife. Yes, he was, my wife would answer surprised. How did you know that? Because his heart was so strong, he must have excellent stamina behind a drum kit. His heart could handle anything, but he must have been pushed too hard. His powerful heart put too much strain on a blood vessel in his brain. He must have been very smart. Wait, how would you know that? In brilliant people, the barriers in the blood vessels are thin near the brain. That's what caused this. Ideally, a person like Steve with such a healthy heart and brilliant mind, shouldn't have exerted himself at such heavy exercising levels. Light, infrequent movement, and lots of indoor activities with snacks would have kept him alive and well for decades. Not to put too fine a point on this, Wendy, but had Steve not gone to that body pump class, he would be alive today. I let the scene draw a satisfied smirk on my face as Wendy snapped me out of the dream I was using as a coping mechanism. And by the way, the uh, coroner in my little death fantasy looked and sounded exactly like the munchkin coroner from The Wizard of Oz. We're going to be late, Wendy said as she directed me past the water fountain I was moving toward to fill my bottle. There's water in the room. We got to go. Don't get water up here. We need to get set up set up for my doom. The studio was large, rectangular, with the stage set up against one of the long, fully mirrored walls. The polished hardwood floor was just too nice to puke on. I figured if I could just get a spot behind everyone in the back... I wouldn't make as big a spectacle of myself when my body shuts down and I pass out in a pool of at least two, but more likely three or more of my own involuntarily evacuated bodily fluids. Wendy pointed at the water and immediately began grabbing equipment to get set up. I grabbed equipment and followed her, thinking I would fill my water bottle up after setup. Wendy got us set up In the front row front row i knew i was gonna have to do the class i I, i'd accepted it but the little plan i had made back in the shower at the house had me in the darkest corner farthest from the stage and in absolutely nobody's line of sight this situation was the exact opposite As I was setting up this fairly elaborate bunch of weights, platforms, mats, and a bar, I became extremely uncomfortable with all the people around me. Why? Perhaps it was the fact that I knew I would struggle through the program, not keep up and fall behind. Like every fat guy you have ever seen work out on TV. Go ahead, picture a fat guy working out and getting sweaty. I knew there was a possibility that I would be that guy and the show would now be up front for all to see. And what if I farted? I mean, aggressive exertion of the body has been known to push a little air out of a colon. Mine's no different, except that it is. I don't know why, but my gas can be plentiful and rancid. Not only that, they tend to be rather loud. With practice, and I will not practice this, My farting would make a suitable second chair trombone replacement in most youth orchestras around the country. A sustained note from my colon would let everyone know where the terrible smell was coming from. And I stood there quietly as Wendy excitedly patted me on the back. Are you ready? I'm really happy you're doing this, she asked and said. More to cheer me on than anything else. I wasn't happy. I was quite freaked out. I was a little panicky as my eyes darted from Wendy to around the room and then back to Wendy. I have some concerns, was all I could say in a low, monotone, through, unmoving lips. You'll be fine, she said as she loaded up her bar. I moved to do the same. Not the same weight my wife did. I'm no dummy. I went with less. This actually was part of my plan from the shower. Steve, don't be some macho hero and try to do the same weight as your animal wife, I believe was my thought. I would check my meager machismo at the door. So the weights for the body pump bar easily slide into one of three spaces on either end. As is tradition, both ends should hold the same weight to maintain balance. To remove the weights, just pull back on a plastic release just inside the bar. It's different from typical free weights in that they aren't heavy clanging plates that can be stacked out to a ridiculous level. These are smaller, squarish donuts of reasonable size. With the quick movements, the bar prevents the rubberized weights from falling off at the ends. For any weightlifters out there wanting to ask the immortal weightlifting question, dude, do you even lift? My confident answer to this question is no. Judging from Wendy's bar, I had reduced the weight to about half of what she was doing. It was definitely less. Others around me had more weight, but screw those people. I wanted to live through this. The instructor welcomed all of us. Through her headset microphone, waved at Wendy and a few others she knew, and went right into exercising. This room is packed. No 15 minute orientation or safety talk about what to do if you experience chest pain or nauseous stomach. Nothing. We were going to fill all 60 minutes with intense movement. I was immediately behind. I was behind the movement of the group. The timing on the song and I was unclear at the directions coming from the instructor. I didn't know the lingo and I was struggling to keep up. The weight seemed good. It was a challenge and I pushed through the last of the reps of the first go-round. I was starting to sweat and reached for my towel and empty water bottle. It was strange because I remember thinking I was just a little thirsty toward the end of the set but upon seeing my water bottle was empty, became thirsty, like an alcoholic stranded in the middle of the ocean. All right, that was the warm up, the instructor said. Go ahead and load up those bars. <clears throat> the class all dropped to their knees and added weight to their bars. I had two problems with this. I was having trouble not dropping my bar at the end of the set because of the weight I had selected. And also, my thighs were on fire from the lunges and squats I had just done. I wouldn't be able to get low enough to switch the weights without some kind of audible moan. Oh. <sighs> I stifled the moan as I dropped to the ground to switch out the weights. I quickly looked to see if Wendy was monitoring my performance. She was. Great, wasn't it? She said, Energized and smiling at me. Here we go. She was slapping on extra weight. I was not going to add extra weight. But I sure wasn't going to stand there and not change the weight. Then Wendy would know just how much trouble my body was in. Because everyone was so focused on changing the weights quickly, I figured I had a shot at pulling this off. I took the weight off the right side and then moved to the left side and took those plates off. Then I went over to the pile of weights on the right side again and started picking up and putting down the plates as if I was looking for a particular size. Then I put the same plates on the right side that I had on before. I made the left side look the same. It worked. Wendy didn't suspect. By that time, we were one rep behind, and I needed to hustle. Uh, Did I say we? I meant I was one rep behind. I reached for a quick drink of water, but my bottle was still empty. This water situation was going to be a problem. I could feel my body drying up. I still had spit in my mouth, but it took a while to conjure it up. With the warm-up done, I was at least now familiar with the different exercises we were going to do. But apparently, we were going to do more of all of them, preferably with more weight than before. Wink, wink. I'm watching the instructor who is making quick work of twice the weight on my own bar. I was trying to copy her movements as closely as possible. I wasn't doing it very well. I know this because Wendy caught my eye and demonstrated to me the correct way to lift the bar. It was very helpful to have two role models to follow during a class I was just trying to make it to the end of. You want to keep your back straight like this, Wendy said, breaking formation and coming over to me. Watch my legs. See how low I'm going? Go that low uh, or just go as low as you can. Good job. I just nodded Wendy away and focused on doing the right movements, only wrong. I wasn't angry At that point, I just wanted one person to focus on and one person only, and that was going to be the same person everyone else was getting their instructions from. I wasn't going to take, I wasn't going to go through a body pump clinic with my wife in the front row of a body pump class that was currently in session. It was strongly suggested to me and the rest of the class that we push it and keep it up. I had a difficult time doing both. So I alternated between pushing it and keeping it up. This was only the second compromise I made for the class. There would be more, and they were progressively more shameful. At about minute 22, I looked toward the doorway to see if by chance my son, Zach, was walking by between shooting hoops and ping pong or whatever the hell he was doing. I thought that if... He would glance in, maybe, just maybe, I could motion him through the sweaty crowd, swinging weighted bludgeons around to ask him to bring me a drink of water or fill my bottle. He never wandered by, and I was at a bad angle. We started into a power press section where we pressed the bar high over our heads. This became significant because it was about that time that I noticed something I found uh, about my workout that was truly horrifying. In the mirror that was in front of me, that was in front of everybody, as I was raising my bar high above my head, I noticed a tiny sliver of my belly becoming exposed as my shirt lifted over the threshold of my workout shorts. My arms came down and it disappeared. Oh, please tell me that nobody saw my tummy. I thought to myself, really push those bars up there, the instructor called out over the pulsing music. And I did. I really pushed it up there. And I was rewarded with the most unflattering part of my body making a -a peekaboo appearance at the apex of my lift. I needed to tuck that belly back into my short uh, my sport shorts correcting this problem and salvaging any dignity that I might have left with my weight bar at the top i see the lower hairy half of my tiny cave that is my belly button i i bring the weight bar down hard almost dropping it through my strained oddly small hands and my shirt unfortunately, after going so high on my body and coming into contact with untapped reservoirs of my sweat underneath my pecs slash man boobs, decides to not make the return trip downward to cover my shameful tummy. I wanted to yank my shorts up over the sagging abundance of fat and flesh to ensure future arm raises would not reveal my portly paste, but Because my shirt was hung up on my sweaty body, I decided that needed to come down first. So holding the weight bar in front of me with one hand, I grabbed at my shirt and pulled down hard. While my hand was down there, I quickly released the shirt and grabbed for my shorts to pull up. Though for a brief instant... I thought I had succeeded in fixing an awkward situation. In actuality, (laughs) I had just made my situation worse. It only took a momentary glance in the mirror to see what I had done. As I was again reaching the top of the rep with my press, when my belly had been at its most exposed, I saw that my red shirt was tucked in to my underpants I had not grabbed my black shorts and pulled them up under, um, under my black shirt. No, no. Uh, that would have worked and been perfectly camouflaged. Instead, my light blue underpants were pulled up and over my black shirt. It was a tight, wide, and tapering section of blue that in contrast to the black exercise shorts and shirt really shined brightly under the studio lights. And whatever laughter or giggling that there may have been was drowned out by the loud studio music or my own exasperated cry of horror. When the weight came down, I pulled my shirt, uh, well, I pulled out my shirt, found my shorts and yanked them up under my shirt, which sounds like I had fixed the problem, but I had actually created another problem. For a split second, there was a suspicious bulge peeking out of the bottom of my shorts. Mm -hmm. Not knowing exactly what the bulge was and not wanting to risk going to jail for exposing myself to an entire exercise class, I immediately closed my knees. While my feet were still spread out to just under my shoulders, this motion paired with my bar above my head made it look like I was moving into full body collapse. I lost about 10 inches very quickly and I brought the bar down fast to grab at my crotch quickly then tug some fabric over what may have been an edgier corner piece of my slightly exposed genitals. My wife looked over just in time to see the end of this little dance I was having with uh, my poorly chosen exercise outfit. She gave a quick puzzled look, then smiled at me and mouthed, I'm proud of you. The music stopped. And the instructor told us it was time to lie down on our benches and grab two plates to work our arms. I think I was the first person to be on my back. After a quick pat down to make sure all my covering parts were indeed covered, I exhaled and grabbed a plate in each hand to do what looked like flailing exercises. On the upside, I got to lie down. That was welcomed, but I had selected the wrong size plates to work my arms. By wrong size, I mean too heavy. Again, I selected the weights, forgetting that they get heavier. By now, you should feel some burning in your arms, the instructor said. I had passed the burning during the warm-up. But my arms were in uncharted territory of fatigue. I, I was less concerned about the way my arms felt then and started thinking about how much worse they would feel the next day. My brain immediately shut that down, thinking that that was just was much too scary. Somehow, I found myself still moving and doing the routine at minute 40. I had begun to sweat so much that my brain was scouring my body systems for extra moisture to send out to my sweat gland cooling system. I had gone into class needing to pee, but all that moisture was pulled back. So despite everything else in class causing problems and trouble with my body, I no longer felt an urgency to urinate. My brain was making the rest of my body and organs sacrifice liquid for this terrible endeavor like the rationing and scrap metal drives of World War II. If we're going to survive this exercise class, all you organs are going to have to dig deep, deep, I say. An image of my brain wearing a carnival barker straw hat would call out to my gathered bodily organs. And now is the time to show your support by purchasing sweat bonds. It's hard to remember if those last thoughts were just my imagination or straight-up hallucinations while I wobbled through our next section, which worked the legs through a series of lunges and squats. For the uninitiated, squats are simply the motions of sitting down and standing in an invisible chair without the aid of your arms to lower or raise you. Lunges could be described as a particularly long walking stride that you abandon halfway through walking and then move your body up and down in a non-committal act of either moving forward or back. It's a very stubborn exercise. The hard part about lunges for me was the balance. I would move down slowly into a lunge and then wobble to needing to abort the motion and break the stance. The problem was every time I would lose my balance and I knew I could break the lunge and rest from the burning feeling of my legs. I was already sore from the lunges I was doing in class. I shuddered to think what the burn would feel like for the next two days. The instructor who was very positive and not at all judgmental of either my wardrobe malfunctions or that I kept tipping over during the lunges, had one quirk that kept me guessing and off of the routine. At random times, she would sing along to the song that was playing. Unfortunately, the lines were all vague clips of the lines that could have and were misinterpreted, misinterpreted as directions or cues for directions. This is, she spoke loudly into her headset mic, then nothing, no direction. <laughs> she, she just keep doing the reps. This is what? I asked myself, what was I missing? The movements didn't change. This is what? Then the chorus of the song comes around on its own, and I hear the line is, this is the part where I say I don't want to which not only clicked in my head as the line the instructor sang along with, but it made me agree. I didn't want to be doing any of this. My water bottle was still empty. We we stopped again to switch weights, and the instructor asked the group how we were doing. Are you starting to feel it? She asked us enthusiastically. (laughs) Nauseous, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely feeling it. Whoop, yeah! Wendy cheered and smiled, which, positive as it may have been, was a little off putting to those of us just me. Unable to enunciate anything as clear as a whoop or yeah. Oh, how the sweat drained off of my head. I finally got what sweat bands were used for. Though in my case, some kind of gutter system around my balding patch with maybe a miniature rain barrel. All that sweating sure did make me thirsty. Let's finish the track up with some push-ups, the instructor called out. I'm going to die, I may have mumbled, but I doubt it was audible. I dropped down and got into position on my numbing, wobbly arms. The following push-ups were the saddest push-ups anyone has ever done. They weren't in time with the group. They weren't in proper form. And I can't even confidently say my body actually left the ground. Luckily, I did not have to leave the ground for the next part. I just had to turn over on my back. It was a challenge. But after a minute of labored breathing, I was able to not only roll over, but to actually end up on part of my mat. I had never been so thankful to do sit-ups. The core work was easy by comparison to the rest of the stuff we did. Laying on my mat and working anything but my arms and legs. Oh, yes, please. I looked over longingly at my water bottle. It's still empty. Suddenly, the music changed from pulsing, rhythmic, psychological assaults to soothing synthesizers with low tones and a softer decibel level. The lights dimmed and the mood changed from go to slow. We stretched, though admittedly I just rolled around on the floor groping uselessly for relief of my throbbing and tired muscles. I had made it. I made it. Wendy patted me on the back, and I attempted to move my face to a smile. I tried to give her a thumbs up, but it looked strange when I couldn't lift my thumb. I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I was pretty sure I wouldn't make it home. My body shook as I slowly shuffled to the water fountain while everyone else hurriedly raced around putting their equipment away. I filled a cup and drained it twice before we left. The water helped, but I still had a long way to go to get to the car. Wendy helped put my equipment away. I made a promise to myself that I would thank her for doing that uh, when speech returned to, you know, accessible abilities. Is Daddy okay? Zach asked Wendy as I lagged behind walking to our car in the parking lot. I think so, Wendy said, trying to sound confident and hiding a concerned look over her shoulder. The next day, my body ached like star-crossed lovers in a Shakespeare play. Getting out of bed was difficult, but only slightly more difficult than lying in bed. Every muscle group was compromised and sore. Raising my leg to get in the shower was an ordeal because once one was in, I had to make the decision to bring it back out or bring the other in with it knowing I would have to step back out of the tub again, I did opt for the shower. I didn't take the easy way out. Stepping into my underpants was probably the most dangerous thing I did that morning. Balance and the inability to bend made me have to approach my underwear with far more strategy than I had ever needed in the past. Stairs were almost out of the question, Dropping off Zach at his school, I had a total of three shallow stairs to negotiate to get inside and sign him in. Zach bounded up them as if they weren't there. And for all I know, he leapt over them to the door. To me, they meant necessary pain. I won't say it was an ordeal like the shower, but I will say that when I went back to pick him up, I used the wheelchair ramp. I'm not a fool, at least in this particular case, I'm not a fool. I know that all the effort and soreness and pain would be for nothing if I didn't go back. So I went back and I went back again and again. There was less pain and my water bottle is always full. So don't get me wrong. I hate it, but I feel better. And like the progress I'm making, you know, I, I've I've even gone alone. You know, I'm I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep doing it because it's important to my family. You know, yes, but also for another reason. I never want to see Wendy wince from watching me wiggle. And that is the damn truth. Thanks for joining. Uh, this has been body pump, uh, with the damn truth. And, uh, if you're enjoying these stories, I would like to encourage you to like, share, you know, share it with somebody, talk about it with somebody. It's, uh, uh, the damn truth podcast and it's found where, um, or, you know, go find out where podcasts are. Um, thanks for listening and have a wonderful week.